0: episode 177. This is Brandon Campbell. Welcome to Awaken Your Alpha. My name is Adam lewis Walker, former athlete and teacher, now turned lifestyle and entrepreneur coach. Each week we bring you the world's most successful Myers to inspire you to act on your true potential head over to ayalpha.com forward slash awaken our live event happening next month and as this goes out there are still free upgrades over on that page get over there less than 50 people in the room love to see you there in the sun go check it out it is time to awaken your alpha Okay, guys. So we've got a brilliant one for you today. You are going to have power, confidence, and energy, plenty of it, just like I've got from Brandon. Just uh, just before the interview, which we're going to dive in and talk about as well. We have Brandon Campbell on the line. Brandon is a master coach and the founding member of the Thriving Alliance. Alongside all that, obviously, important things that I hold to my heart as well is a father, husband, athlete, creator, coach, um, and it's really his ultimate purpose is helping people who are committed. To live an incredible life so obviously that's why he's on awaken your alpha i really agree with a lot of the things he, i've heard him talk about and we're just going to dive straight into it brandon are you ready to awaken your alpha i'm ready I let's do it is there anything you'd like to add or highlight or you know elaborate on um, no you you did pretty good summing it up there the the only thing i guess that
1: i'd like to say is that you know when when i think of myself and particularly identity type ways like that, it's, it's usually, um, it's all encompassing. So that's why there are a lot of different things that go into it with the father husband, because I don't feel like we can just be one thing. Um, so kind of being, you know, an alpha is, requires you to be kind of, Alpha in each area of your life and every area of your life. So that's, I guess, kind of the last thing that I would add there is I really, really do feel called and, and make sure that balance is a big part of my life. In addition to kind of the business side of things, and coaching side,
0: also being there for my family and kind of having those things be present is very, very important to me. So I'm there. <laughs> no, i there. No, I mean, you make a really good point there. And it's, I mean, I do it as well. And a lot of people that I know do it. And a lot of people I know do the opposite. You brought it up there. A lot of people like slickly would just say like, "I'm a pilot," or "I do this job," as in that's them. And I think it's important, like, even just by listening and writing it down on paper, like you've done on your sort of your information. It's putting other areas of your life up to the same level. And the fact that you're a coach, you know, and a founding member of the Thrive Alliance is one aspect that you've got. You know, you hold that in high esteem, but you don't hold it above and beyond being a father, being a husband, or you know, being an athlete, being in shape that's how it comes exactly now it's brilliant i mean i want to just jump into your sort of alpha origins this is our origin question how did you get from a to b what's the journey where are you originally from where are you talking to us from today and you know i know you've been coaching people sort of for the past 13 years um so how did you get into this line of work and yeah tell us the story man yeah, definitely. So um, I actually grew up in rural
1: Northeastern Oregon here in the States and uh, grew up on a farm and ranch there and um, kind of had, you know, entrepreneurial parents growing up. So that was always a part of kind of my life was seeing them grow and run their own businesses and, and kind of get a part of that. And then, you know, I was a, a really big athlete and really into sports whenever I was young. So that was kind of what led me to to go to school for exercise science and I thought initially I was going to actually do athletic training um, and then, you know, got into the training room there and found out real quick that um, that was not exactly the right fit for me because everyone there um, didn't want to be there. You know, and as an athlete, I knew that because you don't want to hear from the trainer. You can't play for a few weeks. So then I switched over to strength and conditioning and uh, really, really fell in love with that. Yeah. Uh, because people wanted to be better, you know, so they were excited about working with you. And so I uh, got into that coaching and started strength and conditioning coaching, personal training, had several fitness businesses and health health businesses and coaching and that sort. And then uh, really transitioned over um, here in about the past five years into really, really higher level, um, you know, psychology-based coaching um, with NLP, NHR, and then some neuroscience-based work as well. So um, kind of the evidence of coaching for me has been um, really recognizing that when people change and make a a really drastic transformation that that change usually happens in their brain um, and then happens in their body so it's kind of a a very interesting journey to see that take place so many times and how changing people's identity
0: is kind of the shortcut to allow them to really create a massive transformation in their life Uh, quality absolutely agree I mean mean I have a similar sort of background apart from the rural, the rural bit in the middle of America. But I mean, I think <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a common thing I've found with strength conditioning coaches. They sometimes, they do it without even thinking about it. The good ones are obviously, they put a lot of work in. Maybe they might not have had formal training in this area, but they put a lot of psychology and a lot of work in the mindset of their athletes. And that ultimately is why they're, the people they're training end up you know, getting to the high levels of performance. Obviously, they've got a good, good knowledge of the training. But I think that's a lot of strength conditioning coaches that I know that are really into it and really successful do really tend to start to move onto the, the mindset and focus on that and have sort of progressed their own careers into that direction. I've yeah. seen it with some, you know, some of the guys like Tony Robbins and that sort of thing. And then really was just like,
1: I'm, I'm going to check this out. And then as soon as I did, it was like, wow, this is, this is next level. This is definitely more applicable and something that I can see immediately you know kind of changing the way that i do my business and and help my clients Um, so that was kind of what
0: what led me to that decision is that the point where you think that finally awakened you and it all started to fit sort of fall into place and you felt like you was doing what you were put on this earth to do uh it started for sure it definitely started
1: um the the thing that was kind of different then is uh I was kind of going through a lot of different things with growing my business at that point yeah. um, and ended up, ended up kind of uh, you know I was I was married um, at that point and and then uh, actually ended up going through a divorce with my my first wife because of some of the things that I was doing in my business yeah. um, you know I was kind of spending all my time and energy there and, and really um, not giving her some of the attention that she needed and so that was kind of a big you know, wake up call for me as you know, it doesn't matter so much with the success and stuff if you're not k- taking care of the other areas. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, um, overcome some of the things that I, had, you know, kind of gotten from a relationship standpoint and that. And then, Um, really found um, my current wife, who is, you know, just incredible. And when we kind of met and got moving, you know, in our relationship, um, you know, it was kind of totally different. And I was much more focused on on that aspect, you know, of course, continuing to grow the business, but recognizing just how important it is to have balance. And so then, you know, ultimately, once we, um, you know, found out we were expecting and our son was on the way, then that was kind of for me when everything changed. So that was kind of where it started to shift for me and really move toward like, okay, um, I don't want to be, you know, kind of chained to one location to to one area. Um, I would like to be able to spend more time with my family and not have to be up at 4:30 every morning to go train clients and that yeah. sort of thing. Um, so I started transitioning more and, and using the coaching that I was using with them, um, just in kind of a, a different context, I guess, if you will, because I, I felt like when I did start to use more and more of the NLP and then NHR as I got into that. Clients kind of were a little bit resistant with it because they they kind of had this idea in their mind of like well you're my personal trainer or you're my strength coach what are you doing working on this stuff with me and so um, <laughs> don't dust the mind kind of, <laughs> right so so I kind of uh, got to the point where I was like I really kind of need to let go of this box and this label um, and then see what's really possible and so as I started to do that that's when it really started to click and was like man this is this is really exciting because people can achieve so much more than they believe they're capable of, you know. And you know, I kind of fell back in love with coaching again. So that's that's kind of where the shift happened, I think.
0: Man, i well. I don't know about anyone else, but I am loving this interview and this story because I, I've, you know, I uh, I relate to a lot of the things you're saying. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, I mean, for people listening as well, I think I'm assuming. you Should never assume, but uh, the majority of people, you know, they're aware of NLP nhr can you mm-hmm. talk to us a little bit about that what does that stand for and can you tell us a little bit about that
1: yeah for sure so so nhr is actually uh, dr richard bandler um, one of the co-creators of nlp yep. um, he created it as a newer technology and it stands for neurohypnotic repatterning uh, and essentially what it's about is you know with with nlp it's mostly about the programming and the patterns that we have um, in our brain and kind of what's going on there With NHR, it's more about the sensations that we experience and really the types of uh, feelings that we have, Uh, because most people are kind of unaware of of what's going on in their body most of the time, and whenever we start start to kind of hack that a little bit and recognize that just like every thought we think is manifest in our body in some way, um, it can go the reverse. So when we change the quality of kind of how we feel then we have better higher quality thoughts and we can create things in a much easier way. Um, so really kind of getting people to, to shortcut things and say, okay, you can feel the way that you want to feel right now. You don't have to wait because when you think about what people are, are looking to achieve and all the goals that they set for themselves, it's generally not about the goal, right? It's about how they're going to feel once they achieve that goal or how they perceive that they're going to feel. It doesn't always work out that way. Um, however, Whenever you just recognize that, well, I can create that feeling now and just do that and feel that way, then you kind of move much more powerfully toward the achievement of those goals. And you start to get real clarity on, is this really something that I want or is this something that I just think will make me feel that way? Um, So that's what NHR is really about and kind of Bandler, whenever I went and trained with him. His uh his big little tagline for it is I, I really want to test the bounds of how much pleasure you can stand. Um so it's it's about kind of you know taking these really powerful sensations and taking them to a point of saturation in your body so you're fully embracing these things, experiencing them at a level that you've never really allowed yourself to before, and then just moving forward
0: powerfully. So that's kind of what NHR is. Well, let's see. Well you had a a great quote in there from the man, but I mean is there a particular like alpha quote that you like to live your life by? The pleasure one, you can have that if you want. But I mean, is there another one that you, you know how you approach your, your daily life and anything, any that spring to mind? Letting go of judgment altogether and really embracing the fact that you can't love someone
1: else until you can love yourself. And whenever you're judging anyone else, then you're also judging yourself. Um, so kind of letting go of, of that need to judge things and say, well, that's good or that's bad. And recognize instead that well, that has some natural consequences. Some yeah. people would foresee those as you know being the ones that they would like to have. Others wouldn't. Um, so that's kind of where, for me, I guess that's that's what I've really been living by. Just over the last few weeks in particular, is kind of letting go of the judgment um, and recognizing when it does come up for me, and then kind of stopping the pattern that I have for it, and then you know recognizing it's it's not good or bad really. It's just what is and. I can choose to experience those consequences again if I like them, or if I don't, then I can choose to do something different that will lead to different consequences.
0: Man. Yeah. The awareness, that's the Holy grail. It's like you say, it's, 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 people can say it and you can say what you're trying to do, but it's, it's very hard to be consistent on that. And it's very hard not to make a judgment or, you know, let yourself get emotional and feel bad about a certain situation or feel good when, you know, it's completely in your control. So you, you make that decision. Definitely. Mm -hmm, definitely
1: well and that's the thing is it's really interesting because we we attempt to control those things and really what that leads to is is more struggle and more hardship for most people uh, because you, you don't have the opportunity to control those things most times. You know, it's, it's we can influence them and yeah. we can kind of make some choice around it. Uh, and it's also very important to recognize that, you know, a lot of the feelings that we have and the sensations that we have that we would perceive to be bad are actually in our best interest because they're, they're demonstrating like something that is causing us threat or can potentially cause us harm. Yeah. And when we say, you know, I don't want to feel that way. Then it's kind of like if you took the batteries out of the smoke detector, right? And you're like, "Well, I don't, I don't want this smoke detector to go off because it's loud and it's noisy. So I'm going to take the batteries out. And then when the fire starts, there's no detector, right? So that's kind of what trying to push away those those what some people perceive as negative feelings and sensations is like. Yeah. Well, why why would you take the batteries
0: out of the smoke detector when it's working just the way that it's meant to? Yeah, so, a warning. <laughs> I like that. It's exactly. Good. And you've just reminded me, my, my uh, smoke detector battery just run out. They literally, like the other night, <laughs> we haven't replaced them. So all right. thanks Safe, first. You mentioned earlier, you know, potentially one of your biggest mistakes in your, sort of, some of your earlier businesses where you just, you know, you just put that right up above all and everything. And that sort of led to the breakdown of your first marriage. And what would you say, I'm not, I don't want to put words in your mouth, what would you say was one of your biggest mistakes, e- mistakes either professionally or personally over your life? Yeah, so, you know, obviously, that was one of them. Because for
1: um, kind of a long time, I, I got incredibly wrapped up in, in what I, you know, perceived as kind of my purpose and, and the reason that I'm here and that sort of thing. And I, I didn't really recognize the other areas that we talked about at kind of the beginning of, of the interview when, yeah. when I was... Really, because family has always been something that's incredibly important to me, and I always knew that I wanted a family and, and wanted to be a dad, and so those things were kind of put on the back burner. And I always kind of had this rationalization to myself, that like, "Well, when I get the business to a certain point, then everything's going to be,
0: yeah. you know, really
1: rolling, and I'll and I'll be able to spend time with, you know, with my wife and, you know, do those things." And and so I always kind of allowed that rationalization to just continue to push further out because. It was when I'd have success, then it was like, oh, I know I can do more. Oh, I know I can, you know, grow the business more. I know I can help more people. I can impact more lives. And so for that, it was kind of, um, you know, the the mistake in it, I guess, was um, consistently being in a place where I was putting you know, other people in front of myself and what really I needed to do for myself consistently, you know, and I, I did it with, with not just the the marriage also with my health at times, you know what I mean? Like that was kind of the, the, the paradox is like, okay, you're, you're really a, a health and fitness expert and that's what you're all about. <laughs> and then sometimes you don't even get your own workouts because you're spending so much time working on the business and then working in the business and doing all these things. And it's like, you know, how, how can you continue to have this balance and apart, yeah, you know, apart, take care of yourself?
0: Yeah. Apart from being a, you know, getting out of shape, apart from that's, that creates a lot of, you know, a conflict and mental stress. The fact that you're not congruent with what like you say, with what you're presenting as in health and fitness. And then you're not looking after yourself, which I think is, is huge. And even if other people think, oh yeah, you're looking okay shape, you know, deep down that, you know, you're not where you should be. And you know, you're not deceitful, but you know, it's, it's, when you're telling people to do certain things, you're not following your own advice. That's, that's, there's going to be uh, you can't sleep as well as you could do at night. I think.
1: <laughs> exactly right. And that's the thing is
0: it, it was never like my intent,
1: you know, it was just yeah. kind of something that I allowed to happen. And so I think that's kind of where the, the mistake was is, is not recognizing that, And you know, just knowing because it it was something because before I I worked a lot with moms and kind of, you know, helping them to integrate health and fitness into their family life as well and and make them understand that it was, you know, not in spite of their family that they were doing it, but they were really doing it for their family, you know, to to be healthier and feel better about themselves. So then at the same time, it was kind of like, well, take your own advice and recognize that you can't help others unless you're willing to help yourself first and really willing to take care of yourself first because you're just a, you know, you're a shell of what you could be if if you're not taking care of yourself. So I think that's where the biggest mistake really lies and obviously cost me my first marriage and caused a lot of different, you know, problems that could have been avoided if I just said, you know, I need to make sure that I'm a priority. You know, anytime someone books something on my calendar, then I keep that appointment. Uh, But when I put a a workout on my calendar, I'll, I'll let that slide sometimes. And that was something that I recognized and was like, you know, that's, that's
0: unacceptable. <laughs> so. yeah. No, definitely. Okay. We've well, made it to our Yoda question. Who helped awaken your alpha? With that, you know, I mean,
1: like, I, I think that uh, early on, it was kind of, you know, the, the inspiration of my parents and seeing, you know, what they were able to do with their businesses and kind of create a life that allowed them to, you know, always come to all of our athletic events that's uh, awesome. for my brother and I. What and did, What did know, they what do? I mean? Like, um they had uh so when i was young my my parents had an outfitting business so they did you know kind of trips and that sort of thing um and then whenever i got older they actually started a, a water delivery service because they have springs and stuff there on the ranch and okay. so we we had you know water delivery and and that sort of thing so it was just kind of they built the businesses around what they wanted to you know kind of have for the life you know and yeah. largely around our family um so that was kind of a, a big thing for me initially and then uh, moving forward, I had a really great mentor while I was at Gonzaga, um, who was the head strength and conditioning coach there that really helped me a lot and worked with very closely. So that helped tremendously. And then, you know, moving forward, um, Wyatt and Marilyn Woodsmall was who I did my initial NLP training with and, and really, really enjoyed the the insights that they gave me and um, continue to talk to Marilyn regularly still um, and so it's it's something that they've definitely had a big impact on me. And then most recently, I think it would it would be Dax Moy. Um, I'm ah. I'm going through a, a course with Dax right now, um, his Mind Map Mastery course, and it's really taken um, the kind of love that I had for neuroscience before and now kind of allowed it to blossom and, and really um, grow over the past several months that I've been working with Tim and, and I really awesome. resonate with, yeah.
0: with Dax. So, yeah, so. we, um, we had Dax on here quite, quite a while ago. Um, it be a miracle if I remember the episode, but I think it might have been episode 44 for some reason. <laughs> We're pretty much to the alpha round now. Well, I'm going to start that off with some might call it a silly round. I think it's brilliant, but <laughs> it's the, the complete blank around. This is more to find out about you. Um, all you have to do is fill in the blanks, We start off nice and easy. Um, if I was ever to visit your hometown, I should? You should go sit under the stars because you can actually see them there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah, so, so it really it's really going, going, It is very remote. There's...
0: Last time you were drunk was?
1: Oh, my my baby shower when my for my son's birth my wife and i had a a joint baby shower where it was all you know guys and girls together type of deal and that was
0: that was it you upset people by
1: uh being overly assertive at times i think
0: so um this is our alpha tools is there a particular favorite book uh if you haven't
1: read psycho cybernetics uh by maxwell maltz uh that that book i kind of continually come back to um it's it's essentially about you know identity and what the power of it really is uh and so that that book i kind of consistently read a lot of people um have maybe heard of it but haven't taken the time to read it yeah and i highly highly encourage (laughs) (laughs) right yeah so So it's, uh, you know, there's psychocybernetics the original, and then there's an edited kind of updated version, the new psychocybernetics that's kind of edited by Dan Kennedy, um, you know, kind of a copywriter and and marketer. Um, So, so those, either one of those is, is like foundational to being able to kind of really start um, evolving and getting a lot more of this mindset, you know, kind of brain
0: set type of stuff and just how powerful our identity really is. So. Brilliant. Okay. Is there a particular high-tech or low-tech resource that you use, if not daily, you know, a few times a week that helps you be productive? Is there anything that springs to mind? Um,
1: I do. I I use uh, kind of uh, my... Pomodoro timer on my phone. Um, so I do 25 minute focus blocks of, of work where I'm just doing one thing and then focusing that's what I do. completely. I love really? it. P- really? Yeah, and so, <laughs> yeah I, I use Pomodoros. And then in combination with it, what I found is for me, um, I really enjoy there's a, an app called Sleepstream um, yeah. that has binaural beats with it as well. So I'll put on you know, my binaurals underneath some music that I really like depending on what kind of work that I'm doing and then we'll start my Pomodoro timer and you know it's it's incredible what you can get done in a few hours whenever you're just focused and only allowing yourself to do one thing. What do you
0: think was really holding you back?
1: So for me the big thing was taking the batteries out of the smoke detector all the time. <laughs> so I've always, <laughs> I've always been, um, very, very emotional and just kind of uh kinesthetic as far as feeling a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, you know, I was kind of, the way that I was raised obviously on the farm and ranch, um, was, you know, kind of the manly man way where you never show emotion and, you know, you, you just hide it and, and kind of don't do that. So for me, once I started really allowing myself to experience things fully and embrace that side of myself, that unlocked a ton for me. Because I wasn't experiencing them and allowing myself to do so, then I would get stuck in threat. And so mm-hmm. even though I knew what to do and knew what it was going to do for me, I still at times couldn't get myself to take action. And it wasn't because I wasn't motivated. It wasn't because I you know, had anything wrong with me. It was simply the fact that I was experiencing threat, And I wasn't allowing myself to then manage that effectively by experiencing the emotion and recognizing like, okay, something is is kind of not right about this or something is off. Now, what is it? How can I identify that and then move forward? Um, So, you know, as as Dax kind of says, most of us, um, we think we're talking to the human and we're really talking to the mammal or to the reptile uh, because most people are in states of threat a lot. And until the human comes online, then it doesn't matter how much you want change or how much you want to grow and experience transformation in your life because the animals are content with just surviving. So yeah. they don't want to change. And it's, so it's that's surprising
0: kind of, how much all of us, or a lot of people, and, you know, make decisions and some key decisions when they're in these mindsets of, like you say, like in reptilian brain or you know, in bound nature where it's not really – a good judgment or a good call to make these decisions when you're in that state of mind. But, you know, like you say, a lot of people are in this state of mind for a, sometimes the majority of the time. Exactly. Well, and then don't have the, you know, awareness of it, which yeah.
1: is a powerful thing. So that's, yeah, I agree, man. You're definitely spot on with that. And that's, you know, where a lot of people end up doing things that, you know, they really kind of regret. And obviously, you know, then looking back on it, you're like, why did I do that? I really didn't want to do that anyway. You know what I mean? And so, so that's, that's exactly right. Whenever they're acting from some of those impulsive behaviors, it's typically not from the human
0: brain. It's from one of the animals. So who do you recommend I should interview next? Toby Alexander. uh, And I don't know if you've you've heard of him or, yes, you know, that um, was, that was one of our most, geez, that was one of the most powerful interviews we had on here. It was, yeah, it was different level. It was a, my brain hurt after that one, just because it was just yeah <laughs> different level. <laughs> my brain felt like it had a workout. It was absolutely awesome. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get crack our heads together and we'll come up with someone else that def- that hasn't been interviewed on the show <laughs> because I mean I I and I'm loving this um you know this topic this talk that we're having here. I could I'd love having people to talk about this subject. It's um it's very powerful. What about what about Jesse Elder? Have you had him on the show yet? No. And I've, I've just, I've recently just asked him and uh, he's been on my hit list for a while, um, just on my radar as well. Um, but I'm recently just sort of starting to connect with him properly. And I've just uh, started to put the feelers out. So that is a, a great shout, mate. A very good shout. So, um, yeah, I think he'd, he'd be another good one because he's kind
1: of in the, the same vein. And yeah. obviously is, is, you know, having a lot of success
0: helping helping people in a big way right now too so that'd be oh, i think very brilliant valuable. that's it that's the one we got it that's, the Thank <laughs> that's good um as i say we we're just scratching the surface here really so how can everyone uh, find out more about you get in touch you what's the best way they can go to thriving and check out kind of more about us and what we're doing with with our alliance so. absolutely perfect well it's been an absolute pleasure today I just want to thank you for coming on and uh, I feel this is the start of many conversations down the line, but uh, I've loved it, man. Thank you so much.
1: Absolutely, Adam. I really enjoyed it too. And I look forward to uh, having you be a little bit closer once you're on this side of the pond. That'll be Ah. fun to get together in person at some point, for sure.
0: Perfect. Head over to AYAlpha.com, the number one place for you to get the most out of the show. Awaken, the Entrepreneur Rises, a live event in Southern California, right near LAX on Manhattan Beach. So that is out there. So head over to ayalpha.com forward slash awaken to get all the details for that. That is what I'm putting all my heart on into so 50 tickets for the entire event. That's how big the room is. Save the date, 29th and 30th of April. It is time to awaken your alpha.